following is a Matt Attack production for SJP World Media. This is technically us covering match day five, six. I lost track of which one we're doing now because we've been off for three weeks. Um, it's six. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Um, <laughs> last week was match day five, of course, um, which and I was away, so we weren't able to record. Um, so we're gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to break from a bit of tradition here and we're going to talk about what some results have meant for the league. And Dan's obviously also... Here with me, as always, Mr. Griffin. How are you, sir? Doing very well, mate. Thank you. Uh, you may hear some commentary in the background. Uh, we're recording this as uh, Wales are playing Australia in the uh, in the Rugby World Cup. Uh, so you've got some uh, some Papa Griff commentary to contend with. Uh, actually, probably not, because unlike StreamYard, Zoom filters out all the background noise. No, fair enough. I'm sure he'll find a way through. <laughs> I dare say Papa Griff will. <laughs> I dare say he will. Um, Connor sends his regards. He was on the live stream. We were recording about three hours after we finished the live stream of uh, Sheffield United versus Newcastle, which we thought would be a bit of a dead rubber. <laughs> it turned out to be one of the biggest <laughs> results of the weekend. It was insane. It was insane. So, uh, so yeah, Connor is uh, dealing with some internet gremlins at the moment and back on soon. Uh, go do go check out um, the the, uh, the the vod right now on SCP World Media's YouTube. Um, it's worth your time. Uh, but myself and Dan are going to talk about what's been going on the last few weeks. Where should we start, Dan? Oh, I don't know. Should we have a quick look back at game week five? Yes. Before um... the internationals, let's just go back in time. No, we think internationals first, and then it was week five, sir. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. There was game week on the the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of September, and then the internationals were underway by the 7th. We did, indeed, and I do believe we did do an episode. Oh, did we? It was a long time ago, I can't remember. But anyway, we'll go to the internationals. Yeah. Uh, if I can find it, because I was not prepared for that. Uh, <laughs> you, can, you can tell it's been a while. <laughs> uh, let's get the results up. Yeah, yes. The league came back last last Saturday, of course. Um, oh, yeah. And um, that was while I was stateside. It was so weird eating, uh, eating my breakfast while watching Liverpool play Wolves live on TV. It was really weird. A bit like watching WWE when it's still light outside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but to the internationals, uh, England had their qualifier against Ukraine. Um, it was a one-all draw. Uh, I didn't actually see the game, but first international goal for Carl Walker. Uh, yeah. Ukraine are a, are a half decent team. You know, capable on the day of, of providing um, maybe not an upset, but certainly of, uh, of holding their own and, and the proof that it was a strong lineup for England, um, even with Harry Maguire starting. Uh, because Harry he, he gets he gets a lot of flack with Harry Maguire, but you don't become a shit defender overnight. He's just not suited to the style that Ten Hag wants to play. And honestly, I think he should have bitten the bullet and, and gone to West Ham. But I can fully understand wanting um, him wanting his you know his, his due compensation. So, but anyway, it was uh, it was what it was. One all, England still top of the uh, uh, blue still top of the group qualification wise. Yes. Yes, uh, Italy and Ukraine on their heels, uh, but still clear at the top, yes. And they also had um, a friendly against Scotland, who were yeah. 100% in their group still, of course. A game that I did actually watch, and this was a Bellingham and Rashford masterclass. The Bellingham in particular just looked a different class to anybody on the pitch. He's, the, the term Rolls-Royce gets thrown around quite a lot. But if a Rolls-Royce is a term for an elite player, 
the only way you go beyond that in terms of elite, you know, to continue the car analogy, is that Bellingham's a Bugatti. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah, high power keeps going, going, and going. Yeah, yeah, get so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just never stops and, and, and worth an absolute fortune. The Bugatti uh, Chiron of the football world, yes, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Uh, thought it was nice to see Foden get a goal as well. He had a very good game. Yeah. Um, Maguire with his own goal, it's he came on, he, he scored an own goal. And it really didn't do his game justice because he performed absolutely fine for the rest of it. The, the, the thing here is, and I've just we've we've discussed this at length on our watch alongs, is that when Southgate first came in to the job, he mm. was picking players on form. Now he picked Harry Maguire on reputation this time. Yeah, he had he played ten minutes. Of a game, yeah. Um, some people were upset about Jordan Henderson being picked because he's not in England anymore. The fact of the matter is, is that he's playing week in week out over in Saudi Arabia. Whether we agree with him being there or not, he is. So he's entitled to be picked for a squad, as far as I'm concerned, because he's playing week in week out, and if he. That performance shows that he's willing to be picked and fine, you know, whatever. Mm. What, whatever, I'm fine with that. But if you're not playing for your club, should you be <laughs> your country? No, but not in my opinion. Uh, Maguire and Calvin Phillips, you can throw Calvin Phillips in there as well. Yeah. Um, I like Calvin, any minutes. So Love Calvin I. Phillips. Love Calvin Phillips, but he's not playing week in, week out. Um, you could argue the same thing about one of the goalkeepers. Over at um, Finland as well, of course. Um, Nick Pope doesn't get a look in. It's insanity. Insanity leaving Nick Pope out. But um, yeah, the hands of Nick Pope need to be in the team. <laughs> he does indeed. Um, but, but the one that gets me as well is bringing Harry Maguire on. He's there because Southgate says he trusts him, and I can understand that. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. Yes. But it's a it's a friendly game. You're two nil up at that point. Mm-hmm. And you've got Fikayo Tamari and Levi Colwell sat there on the bench, waiting to make a debut, waiting to get some minutes, eager to prove what they can do. Now, don't get me wrong, I think any centre-back would have stuck a foot out at the ball that Harry Maguire did. It happened because to be Harry it, Maguire. It just happened to be Harry Maguire, which then raises the question, what does that then do to a younger player? But the, the point still stands, you know, you... You're turning up in a friendly. I know it's Scotland and it's it's a big game and it's I think it was the hundred and twenty fifth anniversary of the fixture. Yeah, one twenty five. Yeah, yeah. But come on, you know, Tamori playing for AC Milan, Colville playing for Chelsea. Admittedly, Chelsea aren't having the best run at the minute. But anyway, we'll we'll never get into the mindset of Southgate. I don't think. But no, 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 because I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a realm that anyone wants to go into, not even not even a hypnotist wants to get into that. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll 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 skip past that and uh, say it was a good it was, overall. It was a good game for neutral to watch, and even yeah. for fan to watch, it was fine overall. It worked out. Um, back to the league though, back to the Premier League, and of course. The EFL Cup, of course, is coming up this week as well, of course. The mm-hmm. big teams, as it were, are, big, are entering in. Tottenham already out, which some people are quite happy about. Uh, Chelsea sneaked through. Um, Just. And now we've got Newcastle, Man City in round three. That's a big the, uh, the game that should never have been because of the mess up with the numbers. Really? Yeah, apparently so. Um, I, uh, my old man was telling me, and I read something about that they actually uh, mucked up the order, the number ordering. It wasn't all alphabetical, um, so that's how that's how Man City Newcastle ended up being drawn. Well, yeah, I, I do believe that the numbers weren't in alphabetical order. Correct, I do know that for a fact, but that's not always a problem. That's I've seen that happen many times that way. Fair enough. I've never seen it, but yeah, it'd be interesting. Uh, Liverpool have got Leicester. Which will be an interesting game. See how many changes we make. Nice um, to flying at the minute in the championship. They are indeed. So that'll be another challenge because if you're at the top of the championship, 
effectively you're Premier League bound, which means you're Premier, you should be Premier League quality, um, which therefore means should be a good test for Liverpool, of course. Um, in theory, anyway. Um, that aside, the league itself um, was a many shocks. There's a couple. <laughs> There's a couple. Yeah. Um, the, the early kickoff was uh, was Wolves Liverpool. Klopp wasn't very happy about uh, being the early kickoff again after an international break. Uh, we Liverpool went down one nil to uh, favourite of the show, Huang He Chan. Um, after seven minutes, which was a bit ropey, but came back to win the game 3-1, which is, it was marvellous in the end. It was a few minutes of insanity and just finding our feet after the international break. But other than that, um, Pedro looked fantastic all game, Pedro Neto uh, for for Wolves. He is absolutely a class above the rest of that team. Yeah. Um, the young lad who made his debut, Belgard, uh, looked brilliant as well for Wolves. He had a bit of a different week this week, but we'll get to that. But yeah, Liverpool come from behind again, 3-1. Great stuff. And of course, as Liverpool fans, are our new, um, new favourite centre half, uh, Mr Kwanza. Um Yes, Jarrell Kwanza looked fantastic as well. Yeah, it looked, looked immense, didn't he? Uh, did he he's, he's, very much a, uh, he's very much a student of Van Dyke, watching him play. So calm, so cool, just dealt with everything. And quite a bit of no-nonsense defending as well, where other defenders may try and piss about a little bit. He was quite happy just to hoof it into Have the it. stands when appropriate, which is sometimes what you need. It's exactly what you need sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely. Looking at the rest of the league um, uh, for that for that day, that Saturday the 16th, um, I didn't miss a game on the Friday, did I? No, I didn't. No, you didn't. No, no. Um, Villa Palace, uh, Villa winning 3-1. That's a game that honestly could have gone either way, but Villa... Winning is was not surprising on the face of it, but the manner in which they won was utterly insane. One uh, 0 down going into the eighty seventh minute. Uh, John Durham scoring as a sub. David Louise getting a ninety eighth penalty, and then Leon Bailey adding insult to injury in the hundred and first minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if, if if as bad as things were on that side of things, um, it was worse at Old Trafford. <laughs> Sorry, that's my uh, that's my bias show. It was uh, worth for the home side anyway, I should say, because Brighton were three 0 up at one point. They were, and it was uh, it was old boy Man United alumni Danny Welbeck who got who scored the opener. Uh, Tarek Lamptey got two assists yeah. for the next two goals, which was great to see him back playing, as we said on uh, uh, on the on the volleyball uh, this week. But Pascal Gross, who loves a goal against United. And my favourite super sub, João Pedro, making it three. Uh, we'll say that it's always good to see a young kid coming through in any team. Uh, Hannibal Medjbury getting his first goal for Man United, uh, first Premier League goal anyway. I know that much. Uh, was and it was a screamer. Has to be said. It was a good goal. Very good goal. Uh, I think remember when when they were getting their asses um, paddled by Liverpool. Um, he was the only player who actually. Uh, she had a bit of fire about it. Came on, got booked straight away for for going straight through one of our players. Um, yes, he did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she showed some heart and passion, which I could applaud. Um, mm. It was not something which um, the manager liked. He sent him out on loan straight away. He did uh, heart and passion, bit of blood and thunder. Yeah, uh, to use a catchphrase this year, it was good to see. Um, looking elsewhere around the league, oh, but, sorry, the Man U game as well. Uh, the Man U game as well. It was um, that was the one where VAR intervened for uh, the ball going out of play for the Rasmus Holland goal that I mentioned on the on the VOD earlier. Uh, yes, but less said about that the better because uh, I know a friend of mine is a United fan and he's now intent on making it a conspiracy theory. But we'll gloss over that. Man United fans need to go themselves a little bit. I mean, <laughs> face it, I think he's in their favour for how many years? And I've just had a glance at the Wales Australia score, and my eyes are now on stalks. Are Wales winning still? Thirty-two six. Yes, yes, not even close. Oh, <laughs> fantastic! Um, um, yeah, to, back yeah, to I, game week five. You said you said Tottenham Sheffield United. Yes, I did. Um, bear in mind, we've just watched Sheffield United on the 
on the on the live stream today as we're recording. Yesterday is going out. Um, Sheffield United in the ninety seventh minute were one 0 up. Yeah, this is in the ninety in the one hundredth minute they were two one down. And this is mm. so. This is an example of what the the new sort of time rules will give us. Because uh, if for people who didn't watch the VOD, I did a team of the week for this week, um, and Richarlison's in it. Because yes, he didn't come on until the 80th minute, but he still ended. Up, I incorrectly said he played half an hour, but he still played 20 minutes and scored the equaliser right. and assisted the winner. You knew enough half an hour, mate. It was 16 minutes added on. So I oh, didn't go that long. So yeah, it was 26. Yeah, it was nearly half an hour then. Yeah, so um, nearly half an hour, pretty much. Heartbreak for Sheffield United. There was some debate about the appropriate amount of time added on. I know Paul Hickingbottom was not happy. A lot of people were were angry at the time wasting done by uh, by uh, with Fodringham, who we applauded for the saves he made today. But mm. the fact of the matter is, is that I have gone back and looked at this. He did do a lot of time wasting. Yeah, and this well, is where it gets added on, and. The only person they can blame then really is themselves. But you can't have you can't have done sixteen minutes worth of time wasting, no, otherwise it'd have been sent off. It wasn't, it wasn't all him, no. <laughs> but yeah, it certainly didn't help matters. No, it doesn't, but it was dramatic at the very least for uh, for Spurs and Sheffield United fans. So that was uh, that was something definitely something to talk about. And I was um, and I was very hopeful for a while at London Stadium. Uh, because for 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 at half at half time it was one to West Ham. Yeah, and then Man City did what Man City do. Well, now the f- the funny thing is, this is another one of those situations where the keeper actually played a blinder, but the scoreline doesn't show that. The scoreline shows three one, but Alphonse Ariola made uh, made ten saves in this game. So imagine, much like Fodringham today against uh, against Newcastle, made uh, made double digit saves. Imagine how much worse it could have been. We'll put it into context for for this game. Stats for for the Messi West Ham game were sixty eight to thirty two percent possession in favour of Man City, twenty nine mm-hmm. to six to, in terms of shots, fifteen to three on target. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, peppered is the word I would use for sure. Um, and yet, despite that, West Ham still had decent averages. In fact, the lowest West Ham average was 4.8, which was Danny Ings. I don't think he got much time in the game. No, he didn't. He came on as a sub. Uh, he had uh, about three minutes of, of regular time, so about 10 minutes overall. Uh, having said that, apart from Will Prowse, um, only three players got more than the worst ranked Man City player, which was Radio. And Radio, he only got. Oh, he started in first. Yeah, he did. But he was the worst ranked player. <laughs> but that again, that's fan rankings, and a player can be ranked. Uh, a player can a, a player can be ranked low just by having a serviceable, serviceable. Easy for me to say game and not you know not doing anything ridiculously outstanding for context so, Bob who came on <laughs> in the 95th minute was actually was ranked as their fourth best player and actually I had to I had to recuse myself slightly because um cousin Lewis uh did come on in the 94th minute these and he was the fourth best player according to this. The fan ratings are absolute bollocks. Absolute bollocks. That's what I've been alluding to. The fan ratings are utter shit. Absolute bollocks as far as they're concerned. Harlan only got a six out only got a six out of ten. Yeah. Scored. And, yeah this yeah. is the daft thing though. People put so much stock into what what these strikers are missing, you know, the chances they're missing rather than the fact that they're scoring every game. Literally, they've literally the top the top four for Man City that day, according to the fans' vote, were all the sub that came on 90 plus. Just proof that most people don't know jack shit about football. And I'm not complaining to know a lot about football. 
But when I'm not you, clueless. When you've got um, Erling Haaland, a 6.4 rating, and the people below him are Ruben Diaz, Edison, and Vardio, and a candy. <laughs> what a joke. Haaland was officially the fifth worst player on the pitch that day. According to the fans, it's not officially, but officially the fans thought that. Yeah. Can we yeah. move on? Because that's just making me angry. Yes. <laughs> Newcastle got a good result against Brentford as well. Yeah, they had a rough old time. Uh, did uh, did Newcastle, but a decent Callum Wilson penalty. I watched a fair chunk of this game. It wasn't the most enthralling thing in the world. We, um, we did... Sorry, I was going to say, we glossed over a little bit uh, Fulham beat Luton as well. Yeah, Another spirited performance. Yeah. Yeah, Luton, Luton, but, Luton, uh, Luton are putting up fights, but they're not getting points. Yeah, it's a theme as well. You know, we're seeing it with Burnley, um, who should have probably got something from the Man United game at the weekend, but they're just not picking up. Just nicking a just nicking a draw would be a start. You know, you look at Sheffield United, Burnley, Luton all down there on one point. Even Bournemouth have three. Um, you know, Wolves have four. Everton just picked up the first win of the season, so it's time for this to happen. I think Luton versus Burnley in the next game week already feels enormous. It is. It is not a sequel, maybe a nine-pointer. Could be because both have a yeah. It's a it's a double game week for both teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, onto the Sunday games from last week. Um, one goal in two games. Uh, it was, Bournemouth, it was, Bournemouth Chelsea nil nil. It was turgid. It was such a difficult watch. A great point for Bournemouth on the face of things. Bournemouth, yeah. But uh, in the face of you know, they had, Bournemouth had thirty-five percent possession. They had four shots on target. Chelsea had six on target, six off target, and four blocked. So you're looking at you know uh, sixteen shots to Bournemouth's. Well, thirteen if you're counting the blocked ones, but you know seven corners and. The nil-nil maybe does a bit of a disservice, but the fact is, what I've seen of Chelsea recently is the whole attacking tactic is give it to Sterling and ignore the runs that Nico Jackson's making. Pretty much. Um, Casado didn't play in this game at all, which means that Casado has contributed to nothing so far since he was signed for £150 million. This is the thing, though. Casado's not there to... But he's he's not contributed at all, is what I'm saying. When he's been been on, he's actually been a liability. Because they've lost because of him. Yeah. It's a bit of a Harry Maguire situation in at least one of those games where up until he made the error that led to whichever opposition's goal, somebody posted, I can't remember what they were now, this is a few weeks back, but somebody posted the statistics of how he's played. Mm. And on the surface, it was pretty bloody good. But then he made that one cock up. And that's the problem. Yeah, you'll 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 get you'll you'll you're pissing all over my bias here, buddy. Yeah, I know I am because, and it's not that I don't share it. It's just, it's hilarious that a player that rejected us is now being absolute dog shit. It, <laughs> the karma, the karma is good, is what I'm saying. The karma is good. It is uh, a bit, yeah. Um, think of karma. Everything Arsenal. Another snooze fest, but Arsenal pick up a win. Uh, Trossard, I think, did very well. He he replaced Martinelli on 24 minutes. Uh, Martinelli had already had one chalked off for offside, um, but Trossard came on and scored the deciding goal. Uh, another assist for Saka, who's having a phenomenal season, I think. Um, yeah, it was it, relatively routine, if not comfortable, for Arsenal. It was the first time they that um, Raya started as well. Uh, yep. Did fine, obviously, did fine. Um, and this is the first time... Um, but for for a while, but they've actually managed to get the donkey off her back because previous to this game, four of the last five visits they had lost at Goodison. Yeah, so um, they were no doubt happy to get one 0 to the Arsenal and get out of there. Yeah, and it keeps them in touch with the uh, with the you know the league leaders. It, there's you know four points now between uh, sorry, things stand today, four points between uh, first and fifth between. Man City, Liverpool, Brighton, Spurs, and Arsenal. Yeah, another close is what we want, really. One nice close league. We yeah. want to, be able to beat people at their best. Exactly. That's how it all should be. Man night football. Nottingham Forest, Burnley. Burnley. Oh, the, 
the Hudson Adoy show. Indeed. Indeed. Um, they took the lead though uh, with uh, with Am Dooney, who looked very likely against Man United this week as well. Uh, could have had another one or two to add to his total. Uh, I didn't actually see much of the game itself, but everything I did see, Hudson Adoy looked absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'm continually impressed with Morgan Gibbs White as well. Yes. Uh, he's got a completely new lease of life at Forest, which is great to see. Uh, another potential England prospect if he can get into Gareth Southgate's good books. Um, and yeah, and uh, Tyler Onye as well as uh, an ex-Liverpool player, although he never actually got to play for Liverpool. Um, he's just an incredible presence up front. Um, and the man mounted uh, Origi as well. Yes, because football without Origi is nothing. Uh, Divock made his uh, made his Forest debut, which was a delight. To see. He had a ridiculous smile on my face, uh, but yeah, it was it was a decent enough game. Nothing major to write home about, apart from that screamer from Hudson Odoi. I can't wait till we play till till Forest come to Anfield and Origi comes out and he gets the biggest applause of the entire day. <laughs> I I wouldn't. Do you know what? He can score a hat trick and we can lose three 0 I don't care. Origi, if it's for Divock. I'll take it. Yeah, although it would be kind of fitting if you were to go and score a goal at the nice city of the league, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would, yeah. It would be kind of it fun. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, a, a fair result on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the face of things and a point they both needed, to be fair. So that yeah, was... very much so. Yeah, Burnley's first point in the league, of course. Yes, of course. Um, um, on to this week's football, though, you should probably move forward to it so we can actually get out of it at some point. Yeah. Which, should we rattle through Europe, uh, Europe quickly? Let's rattle through it quickly, yeah. Let's rattle through it. Uh, well, just the English teams we'll go for unless there's any upsets. Um, Bayern Munich beat Man U 4-3, um, which is much better than anybody thought Man U would do, to be perfectly honest, including my United supporting friends. Uh, Hoyland got his first goal for, uh, for Man U. It was a bit of a consolation in the 95th minute with uh, Casemiro's second. Harry Kane scored. There was a bit of uh, furor over what should and shouldn't be a penalty after a, a lengthy double uh, VAR decision, but in the end, we got the result we all expected, which was a Bayern win. Yes, yes, and I was quite pleased about that because um, it was not. I like seeing good football matches. Um, Arsenal mm. dismantled PSV. What a dismantling! Another goal for Saka. Two in two for Trossard. Jesus back on the score sheet. Odegaard. Um, you know, talk about Odegaard was tipped as a superstar, and and I think a lot of that pressure may have got to him at, uh, at Real Madrid and the various loans when he was you know just fifteen years old. But my word, is he coming into his, his well, sorry, coming into new five year deal? Yeah, absolute revelation at, at Arsenal. Um, and he's got the armband. Yeah, yeah. Little side note, sorry, I forgot to mention. Uh, Galatasaray played FC Copenhagen in United's group. Yeah. And uh, Wil- Wilfried Zaha came on. They were 2 0 down, and Zaha got the assist for the equaliser in the 88th minute. That's how they do it. That's how he does it. Yeah. Uh, Sevilla were held to a draw with uh, with FC Le- uh, Long to uh, to keep their woes. I would uh, say two other um, surprises, actually. Benfica losing 2 0 at home to Salzburg. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. And, and Real Sociedad so- holding Inter. Yeah, so they're holding into for sure. But Tuesday night, um, I'm... The only other thing I'd say, sorry, is uh, for, on that Wednesday, Real Madrid won uh, won 1-0 against Union Berlin, but it took until the 94th minute when Berlin scored, otherwise Union Berlin and their debut in Europe were holding Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. Yeah, I think you. I think I think I actually saw you climax in text message when that when that goal went in, dude. Yes, yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> looking through... Um, Red Star Belgrade momentarily were beating Man City. Yeah, I just realised I've done this backwards Wednesday and Tuesday. Yeah, the world went one nil up. Uh, Newcastle got a great point in their group. Um, yeah, it was a uh, hard fart draw, we'll call it. Yeah, um, and I'm we'll, we'll mention Celtic um, went down two nil away at Feyenoord, but I did have two men sent off. Yeah, uh, and Barcelona back to uh, how Barcelona should look winning 5-0 as well. Yes, 
Yes, and doesn't that team look intimidating as well? Just quickly glance at Barcelona's team. Um, Ter Stegen, Casado, Kunde, uh, Balde, Christensen, Gundogan, um, Gavi, um, De Jong, Rafinha, Lewandowski, and Yao Felix. Yeah, and then, and then Ferran Torres coming off the bench. Yeah, um, <laughs> ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. It's amazing. Love it. Love it so much. On the Thursday night, uh, West Ham went 1-0 down to uh, TFC back at Topola, but ended up winning 3-1. There's a thing at the minute, teams going 1-0 down and coming back to win 3-1. Yeah, yeah. uh, because Liverpool did it. Liverpool did it again. <laughs> went 1-0 down to LA, LASK and, and won 3-1. Uh, Nunes on the score sheet again, Diaz and Salah. Uh, Salah absolutely changed the game when he came on, as did uh, as did Shabosla. But more importantly, I know we went into the break 1-0 down. But there were 11 changes made to that team. And uh, Ryan Gravenberg got his uh, first assist for the club. Keller had some good saves as well. He did, yeah. Uh, nice to see Stefan Bacetic back as well. Yes, easy for you to pronounce. And, uh, and drink for Dirk, because he started. I'll drink for Dirk, yeah. <laughs> Literally. It's like a new deal as well. Brilliant stuff. Love it. Um, Brighton, they went down 3-2 at home to AEK Athens. But this is their first ever game in you in the Europa League, and they looked like a European side. They didn't win on the day, but it looked like they belong. Yeah, it was. I tell you, that first goal, that header from Sidibe was incredible. I don't think I've ever seen a header quite like it, or very, or, you know, very seldom. It was good. It was fantastic. They just they, they couldn't quite get a foothold in, hold in the game, and Athens have played a lot of European football in their history. So maybe a bit of experience showed there, but you can't fault it. And it wasn't the end of the world in, in the end because Ajax and Marseille only managed a 3-3 draw. Yeah, field draw there. And then Pjarkos, uh, went down 3-2 at home to Freiburg. Um, we'll quickly glance into the conference. Range, uh, Rangers Rangers beat Real Betis 1-0. Yep, yep, they did. They got a good result there. Uh, Villa went down 3-2 against Lidia Warsaw. Yeah, not good for Villa. Fiorentina uh, went down, uh, drew two with Genk, and uh, difficult like saying it. Frankfurt uh, two one winners against Aberdeen, <laughs> and I like saying it. Like I like I just like saying Ludogorets. They won four nil against Bartak Trnava. Well, I remember Lud. I remember Ludogorets playing Liverpool in the Champions League. I do. I do. That was a nightmare. It was about a bloody Balotelli. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Right, this week's onto the Premier League from this week, then, shall we? Let's, let's rattle through these, then, Dan, shall we? Yeah, starting off on Saturday, uh, three two o'clock kickoffs. Crystal Palace drew nil nil with Fulham, uh, which is, I suppose, a fair point for each. It three, could have been three o'clock kickoffs, my buddy. But three, sorry, I, I meant three. It was today that there were two o'clock. We know what you meant. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair point. A fair point for both. Um, Fulham struggles in front of goal continue. Palace um, uncharacteristic this season. They've actually scored a few. So, but, Hodgson were back in the dugout as well after his illness. Yes, I was. I was very worried, uh, as I'm sure a lot of people were when he was when it was said that he was too ill to to attend. I saw um, that when I was in America, and I was like, "Oh no, have I got to send flowers?" Yeah, well, it's it's you know, person of a certain age, isn't it? It's. Uh, it's, it's sad, but that's where your mind goes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a good point. Our home to Wolves. Yeah, I've been praising young uh, young Belgard uh, for his debut on on this second his second game. He got sent off after thirty nine minutes for a very silly kick out. Uh, somebody who was there was just a bit of a tangle of legs on the floor, and it looked like he kicked him in the nuts a little bit. Love it. Little bit, yeah. Yeah, um, that's not the only balls that got kicked that day. Uh, Pedro Neto scored an absolute screamer, and uh, Carlton Morris got the equaliser with a penalty. So I think fair on balance, but Luton are probably gutted that they didn't take the chance to win this because Wolves yeah. are going to. Prob- we've said before, there's, there is a lot about this Wolves team, especially now that Pedro Neto's back and firing, but they're still going to struggle. Um, picking up a point's better than nothing, though. That's another try, by the way, for Wales. Excellent. It's now 46. 
I do like seeing the Australians get beat. They do. They do look very sad, and they still got another three months to go. Um, speaking <laughs> of things that we were surprised about a little bit, we actually we mentioned it on the volley earlier. Um, Man City and Nottingham Forest. Man City went out two 0 winners. But the story wasn't that really. The story was the fact that a manager actually said they played deserved a red card. And he did. We, we mentioned it on uh, on our live commentary this week. Rodri was just a moment, uh, well. Yeah, it was just a tip. Just, it was completely needless. Getting his hands up on Gibbs White's throat. Yes, Gibbs White goes down easily, but that's football. You can't put your hands up on on near somebody's face because you run the risk that they're going to do that and get you sent off. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So every, every every player can have a stupid moment. It wasn't malicious. Well. You know, it wasn't incredibly violent or anything like that, but just very, very stupid. They've missed a conversion, by the way. Okay. Um, 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 oh, uh, just one thing from that. Haaland scores again. Yes. Uh, and Matthias Nunes got his first assist. Nice. Very nice indeed. Mm. Very, very nice indeed. Oh, dear. Okay, Brentford, Everton. Yeah, didn't see this coming. To no. be perfectly honest, nor did I. I didn't have. I'm on my super six. I had Brentford win one nil. <laughs> um, yeah, an assist and a goal from James Tarkovsky mm. is a bit mad. Uh, Decore on the score sheet again. Uh, they said on commentary for this match, Decore has scored the uh, has scored been the goal scorer both times that Everton have been ahead this season in the league. Uh, but this time it proved to be uh, to be a victory. You, uh, Jensen got one back, assisted by Jan Elt. But Brentford were just all at sea. Their the defending at times was slow, just clueless. Woeful, I'd say at times. Yeah, that's a, that is a perfect word for it. Woeful. Um, on uh, on a sort of England bias note, it was nice to see Calvert Lewin score again. Yes. Because I would like to see him in the England setup because he is a very good striker and again just been beleaguered by injuries. He he needs he needs game time. The fact that he it's not all on his shoulders now, they have got um Beto and other players mm-hmm. there who can step in there now. Um fingers crossed. Yeah, he's open. He's open. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Speaking of hoping, uh, Burnley were really hoping for a good result against Manchester United, but stroke of half time for the only goal of the game. Yeah, it did. Um, in that match, Am uh, Downey hit the uh, hit the post, sent one wide, all at nil nil. Any other day, it could have gone a different way, but it's uh, Johnny Evans had one chalked off. This was actually Evans's two hundredth appearance for United, a, a number he'd never thought he'd get to on his own admission. He had a goal chopped off for offside, but then he was uh, he turned provider, absolutely pinged the ball forward for Fernandez, who took it first time on the volley. Uh, very reminiscent hey. of a uh, what? Oh, I see what I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah, it was actually very similar to uh, somebody compared it to a, a pass that Beckham played for Zidane once, <laughs> and they weren't far wrong. Johnny Evans was given man of a match. At thirty-five yeah. years old, so good, good for him, as I say. Yeah, it's 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 a bit of a fairy tale thing amongst all the. At the minute, um, Man U feel a bit like a Boris Johnson's Tory government, just lurching from scandal to bullshit to scandal to bullshit to distract from the last thing. Um, but Johnny Evans is a bit of positivity in that you know it's nice to see a guy go back to a club uh, where he he played some good football, having left in you know in the twilight of his career and. Still doing bits. It's just a shame the club happens to be Man United. The only thing is, is that um, it was ruled out by VAR because um, Hodgland had blocked uh, Trafford, of all people. Oh right, it was listed as offside here. Um, yeah, it was. Um, it was ruled out for for um, um, Hodgland fouling the keeper. VAR. Oh okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I stand corrected. Well, I'm sat down, but you know what I mean. It's all good. It's all good. Um, <laughs> then on to do today, as we're recording, uh, on Sunday, five games on a Sunday, four of them all happened at the same time. Yeah, absolute and, madness. So and, I tell you what, with this, hmm. shall we start with the 1-0 game and then we'll do the untelevised games and then go <laughs> to the, the North London <laughs> derby? 
yes, yes. It was uh, another bad day at the at the bridge for Chelsea, getting beat one nil by Villa. But honestly, with the some of the performances Villa has been putting uh, been putting in, it could have been a hell of a lot more. Uh, Ollie Watkins back on the score sheet for Villa, which is good to see again from an England perspective. But yet another defeat for Chelsea. I think I looked it up earlier. I think it was th- uh, four in, four wins in twenty one games, the last twenty one competitive games. Bearing in mind, of course, that also the last season, so that's not Poch's fault. Those ones, obviously, but yes. the form is still there, as you say. Um, that being said, it is getting to a stage where someone needs to maybe take Chelsea behind the shed and, and pull the trigger. <laughs> when you look at Chelsea's subs today, they subbed off Caicedo, Fernandez, Mudrick, and Nico Jackson. So you're looking at over 300 million quids worth of players getting subbed off because they weren't influencing the game. That's not good. And they brought on Dan. And they brought on Chilwell, who they signed for, I think, about 50, 60 million. Yeah. Uh, Uga, Leslie Ugachukwu, who I'm not sure of the fee on, but was probably around about 30 to 40. Cole Palmer, who was 45 million. And Bro, who I believe came through their academy. Yeah, yeah. And they also had a red card as well for the right back. For just to have yeah, for Malagusta. Straight red as well. Uh, it, was, it was upgraded by VAR, according to this. Yeah. So, so it was initially given as a booking, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it was, it was given as a straight red eventually, which means a free game ban. What just what we need. <laughs> yeah, to add to the, hang on, to add to the, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, to the ten first team injuries they've got. Well, you don't want to see anyone get injured. So hopefully the players get themselves back out of the injury list as soon as possible on that side of things. Uh, Villa march on. They seem to have bounced back from the dropping from Newcastle very quickly, didn't they? Yeah, just a little bit. Villa we tipped at the start of the season to be a bit of a, be a decent package there. Sat in sixth on 12 points. Yeah. So six points between top and six, which isn't half bad. But they'll take that. They, they, if you, you you give them that in the season, they'll take it. They won't be there in the season, of course. <laughs> but the thing you see, I, on that note, actually, Chris was Chris was saying to me while we were away, uh, well, we're looking in the league right now. It's like, it doesn't matter where we are in the moment. We've played like four games at this point. Don't look at the, at the table <laughs> yet. Okay? You, you want to do get points on the board. That's all about that, getting points on the board at this stage. Yeah, You exactly. can't look at the table around Christmas. And another team that did that is Brighton, who yes. respond who responded well to the defeat midweek by spanking Bournemouth three uh, one. Yeah, but it wasn't all plain sailing. Dominic Solanke, ex Liverpool of course, a player I was a big fan of, um, and still am to be fair. He, he bagged a goal uh, on twenty five minutes. Uh, sort of architects of their own downfall a little bit. Bournemouth with uh, Milos Kirk's own goal. I, admittedly, I haven't seen it. I don't know if he could do anything about. Out it, but we'll uh, I'll have to see that on the replay. And then it was the uh, the Karu Karu Mutoma show. According to one report, I'm I'm glancing at now. Um, Brighton looked sluggish, looked off it, but they're third in the league. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> no. I mean, if my t- if my team were playing sluggish and off it and still winning three one, I'd be like, I don't care. If you listen to a certain section of Liverpool fans, that's exactly what they think we're doing. Yeah. But by and large, we're playing decently. We're creating a lot. It's quick football. We just have a few minutes here and there of dodgy defending, which we've always had under Klopp. Yeah, because of because of the um, the Gayton practice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yet, Matoma off the bench to score two goals. Uh, I believe uh, uh, it's hard to keep track of it all, but I think it was Mahmoud Dahoud's first Premier League assist. Mm. And yet another one for, for Purvis is stupid. And I just really like saying his first name, Purvis. It's a good name to say Purvis. Yes, I like that. Purvis. Hmm. Indeed. So next he one. He was pairing that day. Next one, young man. Liverpool, West Ham. And the, I believe this is the fourth game in a row now where we can say Liverpool won 3-1. We can say that. But it's, it's the first time we haven't been behind in the game. I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah, Salah took the lead with a stonewall penalty on the 16th minute straight down the middle. Uh, thing of beauty, which is absolutely fine. bit deflated going into the uh, into the halftime to be, uh, with it being 1-1, but 
I can never really complain about Jared Bowen grabbing a goal because he's another one I want to be in and around the England setup. Mm. But we'll see what happens again. We, you know, our thoughts on Southgate. He won a European trophy. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, there was a goal disallowed, uh, apparently, for Liverpool uh, just on the stroke of half-time. Uh, I think it was uh, Curtis Jones. Mm. Had one chalked off, which was a shame for him. But Alexis McAllister's first assist for Liverpool, I believe. Uh, uh, in the league, yeah. In the league, in the league yeah. Um, assisting Darwin Nunes for a stunning volley. Yeah, we 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 did, we we looked at we watched the highlight briefly beforehand, and we we were chastising him for uh, for missing a sitter, <laughs> and then he goes and <laughs> make make bury the much more difficult chance. We're like excellent. Yeah, but this is the thing, you know, a lot of people whinged and pissed and moaned last season about the chances that Darwin wasn't taking. He had a good first season by any stretch. The problem is he came in at the same time as Haaland, who, who is a freak of nature and hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, he, also had a, he also had a bit of an injury as well at one point yeah. as well, so he was out for a bit. But he basically scored every other game. Yeah, ball. exactly. So Great. I can't fault Nunes, and I really, I want to see him start more often in that at the sort of top of that front three as a centre forward, so to speak, because he he's just marvellous. I love his energy, love his work rate. Yeah, and when people are watching so, him, they're not watching others. Exactly, and you know you give Salah. A, and whichever other, be it Jota or Diaz or whoever you put out there, yeah, you got they can just run right. They're interchangeable nowadays, aren't they? So interchangeable. You got, you it's got, great. You, you the only got... thing we're missing, the only, the only thing Liverpool are missing is a direct replacement for Salah. But fingers crossed, young Ben Doak stakes his claim. I know, he's a big for Doak. Icing on the cake, uh, Van Dyke nodding one down off a corner for Jota to stab in. Always good to see Jota on the score sheet. And, and Grizzly Van Dyke back in the back in the league team after after the uh, after the missing um, some games and posting fantastic numbers as well. When you had, I saw his um, I saw his game stats earlier, uh, both him and uh, Joe Gomez produced yes. great performances by all accounts. Yeah, Joe Gomez has really stepped up this season. Um, had to. To be fair, yeah. with, with Trent getting injured, um, he's. But say we we everybody knows that when Trent is back in, he's going to be going back into that um, quarterback spot, like a better term. Oh yeah, and that's fine. But the fact that Joe Gomez is more than happy to do his job and fill in there. And let's face it, it's not like asking Joe Gomez to do that job for one month anymore. Is are they? So it's good. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then a lot of. Um... Uh, I saw a few West Ham fans online sort of salivating at the prospect of uh, of going up against Joe Gomez. I think it's uh, Bowen on that left-hand side, isn't it? Didn't really get much looking for, uh, for West Ham. Oh, no, it was Pakita, uh played on the left. So the West Ham fans were absolutely thrilled to see him going up against Gomez, but in the end, it didn't do much. Nope, nope. I'd have been I'd been happier going up against Trent Alexander Arnold, I think. Being yeah, an actual centre half there, I wouldn't have been quite happy about that, to be fair. <laughs> <clears throat> right, so on to so yeah, West Ham. West Ham about back from that. That's the first defeat of the season. Yeah, um, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be absolutely fine. Um on to the other game at two o'clock. This was well, it was a fight, basically, wasn't it? That, it's everything you want from a North London derby. There was plenty of needling. It was a fast-paced game. Uh, goals flying in left, you know, left, right, and centre. You can't fault a game with four goals in it. Uh, Saka had a played another blinder. Uh, in. yeah, brilliant. Madison looked quality again. Uh, I was really slightly, pleased to see. Slightly concerned he went off injured. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, Hopefully, we'll they're not. Yeah, fingers went crossed. Went down for a while. That's why I had so much injury time. Mm-hmm. Uh, decent show from Brennan Johnson, I thought. Yes. Uh, on the left there. Again, I'm convinced he will be a, a bit of a game-changer signing for uh, for Spurs. But did, uh, he may not have scored did, yet. But Did Liverpool bear the trousers down for that fee, though? Did who, sorry? Did they pull his trousers down for that fee, though, a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Forrest, Forrest may have done, but at this stage, it's... It's the going rate for a player. Yeah, Forrest, not, not, not bad. I do apologise. Yeah. Um, you know, well, you, you speak of player, getting the pants pulled down for, for a transfer fee, Declan Rice. 
granted, he's been playing fantastic for Arsenal, but he um, he had to come off at half time. Mm. No, Fabio Vieira. No. Um, so yeah, it was uh, on as even at the end, which I think is a fair reflection. Uh, Eddie and Ketia got uh, got the full ninety, which is interesting. Yes, and he's wearing. And his one thing that did stand out. Yeah, one thing I do love is uh, the Arsenal fans. I've never heard this before, but they do a they do a chant where it's to the uh, tequila song where it's like da 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 Saliba. I think like which who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? Didn't think it'd be Saliba. I'll be honest. I like it. Like it. Yeah, I do. And uh, uh, only other thing on that game, book it too, book it, uh, uh, booking a piece for Basuna and Pape Sasa, those two up to the old tricks again. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I also had to say I I I, I liked um, some of um, Vicario's work again. I think he had yes. a decent this game again. Uh, Hulot did not be missed. That's for sure. No. Now at least he's still with the club, of course, as well. He is still at the club. He's still, still somehow earning a payback. It's stealing a living, as they say. Um, so, speaking of stealing a living, Sheffield United, <laughs> Newcastle. It all started so promisingly. It did. First 10 minutes was lovely. Yeah, well, you... first 15, 20. Yeah, we were, we, we, we were commenting before the goal went in on the, on the, on the live stream. Like this, this is actually going to be a, it's, right now. We said Sheffield United a better team, and then mm. they scored. Yeah, uh, Harvey Barnes had to go off injured, which looking at the scoreline, he must have been double gutted about. But Anthony Gordon came on, made an immediate impact, setting up Sean Longstaff for the goal. Uh, just only just kept the ball in, but you know that's by the by. Kieran Trippier pops up with a hat trick of assists either side of half time for. Dan Byrne and Botman from set pieces, and then Callum Wilson as well. I don't think we've ever seen a situation like this before, in Premier League anyway. Not for a long time, but you've got to look at like a Southampton Leicester or Liverpool Bournemouth. I'm talking in regards to the scorers, dude. No, no, I was going to come to that. Eight goals, eight different scorers. I do believe that is a record. For a single team. And a hat trick of assists for one man who yeah. has have half an hour with feet up. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's almost criminal, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, um, I mean Kieran Trippier, I've just watched a man being carried off by security on the TV. <laughs> oh. After the Wales game, maybe the Australian manager in a street jacket, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, Eddie Jones. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, it's... What... Newcastle were flawless in this game. They were, they didn't yeah. put a foot wrong. What they did have to deal with, Nick Pope, hand on Nick Pope, dealt with very very well. Um, mm. Yeah, it was it was a really good result for Newcastle. If they hadn't conceded so many, they would have still been 18th in the league. Because yeah. they conceded eight, they're now rock bottom of the league. Mm. Yeah. The question I have about this is we could analyze this game but we've done that already on the video of demand we do encourage people to go check that out mm-hmm. right now for free over on youtube <clears throat> you can also watch the replay on on twitter if you want to as well or on facebook if you initiate your meet world media group but you know youtube's the easy way of doing it of course my question for you dan is are you worried about newcastle um being complacent after this and or are you worried that um, this is going to be the start of many ass kickings for Sheffield United? It's that's a difficult question to answer because up until now, every game that Sheffield United have played, they've been in, they've been there or thereabouts. They have This is the first drubbing that they've taken, so it all goes down to Paul Heckingbottom's management skills. He either says, "This is okay. That's happened. We just on to the next game. We have let's avenge it next time." And he uses that to galvanize the team, 
or he lets heads drop, and which is, which will be the death knell. Yeah, you know they have to remember Newcastle are a massively well backed team. They're a team on the rise, just getting into Europe, just having held AC Milan to a draw. That's huge, and then this could be the launch pad for Newcastle. It really could, but again, it's it's down to how the manager leads the team. He, he either it's finding a way to ride that momentum without letting it go to uh, to players' heads. I think how has that ability. I think the, one of the the strengths in Newcastle's recruitment, aside from all the money factor, is that they've been seem to have been very sensible in the type of person they've recruited. They bought players they needed, not players they wanted. Yeah, and th- there's been a few very big transfers. There's been a couple of very big transfer fees. Isaac was seventy million, um, and you know I think it was near sixty for Tenali and, and things like that. But they haven't signed any huge egos. It seems no Ronaldo's, for example. Yeah, that's what I was kind of alluding to. And let's face it, they had the money to do it. They did. Yeah, they did. Um, it'll be a little while before FFP starts ignoring them. Uh- <laughs> it is interesting to see that some 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 players are going there because they actually want to win things. Because the Premier League is something worth winning. The Champions League is something worth winning. Um, and I will touch on this more another time, but I want the Saudi Pro League to be included in the Champions League. We have had that conversation um, on here before, and I understand your logic for it um, because it being they would be bound by essentially bound by FFP. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a hard one to argue. Yeah, and I'll take that one because Dan can't argue about it. That means it must be a good point. I'm tired. I'm taking other win. <laughs> taking other win. Taking other win. Chevy United, I feel they 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 they. They need to just get a couple of good defensive performances behind them to get a bit more confidence back in that back line. Because that was a shell shock team today. Yeah, and they've got West Ham next. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, they're, they're fixtures coming up. West Ham away, Fulham away, Man United at home, so that's three points. Um, Arsenal away. Then you've got to be looking at the Wolves game at home in November. So out of a possible, so the possible fifteen points in the next five games, I'd I'd say Fulham and Wolves are the two that they need to be targeting. If they, if get they can nick a point, they get nine points. That I'd add, they'd be happy. Yeah, and we've seen them. You know, the, as you said on on the uh, on the watch along, this is the team that took Man City a long way. This is the team that nearly beat Tottenham. Yeah, should have, beat Tottenham. should have beat Tottenham last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is what it we'll, is. We'll see. Right, so that's us wrapped and wrapped up two weeks of football in just over an hour. Um, so that's been the case, Mister Griffin. You yes. have team of the week for us. I do and, indeed. And you also got something else you want to talk about. Yeah, something that I'll run through. Uh, something I'll do the team of the week, and then I'll just run through it quickly. But team of the week, I've gone for Burn Leno in goal. Yep. Uh, put in a very good performance, large number of saves, and always good to keep a clean sheet. Uh, at right back, I've gone with Kyle Walker. Uh, he had an excellent game, got an assist. Um, it, it's, it's just easy to pick Man City players at this point, but so I can slot them in wherever wherever I need to. Uh, left back, Kieran Trippier. He can play there uh, for his hat trick of assists, as we said. Um, the standout performer in an incredible Newcastle game. Uh, Centre backs. I've actually gone three at the back. So they're my wing backs, really, for uh, Walker and Trippier. First centre back is Virgil van Dijk. Um, yeah. Great team back for Liverpool. Yes, we conceded, but he got an assist at the other end. And obviously, if you look at his numbers for the game, they were fantastic. Uh, uh, James Tarkovsky goes in there for getting the goal and assist for Everton. And uh, the third centre-back is Johnny Evans <laughs> yeah. for, for getting his assist. Um, and also United kept a clean sheet. A bit of a sentimental pick because, you know, 200th appearance and all that. 
And then let me just make sure I've got this right. Yeah, I do. My bonus player is Bruno Gimmerish. Because I was struggling for another centre midfielder, and I thought he had an excellent game against Newcastle. Uh, sorry, against Sheffield United, as most Newcastle players did. Uh, out on the wing, uh, on the right wing, we've got uh, we've got Bukayo Saka. Yeah, I think he's featured most of my team of the week so far. Yeah, everyone, yeah, uh, yeah, he's just been that good. Um, he should have had a goal. He should have. Well, there was a, an argument for him to have uh, both goals to his name. I think. Yeah. Uh, today, so he goes in and uh, Karu Matoma. Yep. On the other wing, uh, again, two goals off the bench. Fantastic. Ollie Watkins goes in from the Villa game by virtue of him scoring the only goal. And I see him back on the score sheet. And I've just realised I've caught this up because I put Mo Salah in there. <laughs> Where did I go wrong with that? So I've, Sorry, I've, that's what I've missed out. I missed out the, uh, the Luton and Wolves game. So I'm going to put in uh, Carlton Morris up top. There, bang, done. Yeah. So I should say I lost my notes before, uh, for this just before we record and I had to write them down very quickly and remember what I've done. <laughs> all good, Dan, all good. Now, you said you had a, a team of the season so far you wanted to quickly do. Yeah, this is this was done mostly before today's fixtures. Um, okay. And I've not really had time to fully review it. So the rules are one player from every team. I'm allowed... Three goalkeepers, six defenders, six midfielders, and five forwards. Yeah. So do you want me to go? I can do this in three different ways. I can give you the by position, so give you all the goalkeepers, all the defenders, etc. etc. Yeah. Do it all in one block. You do it in block. Or, yeah, one block. Okie doke. So the goalkeepers, this is gonna sound odd, especially since one of them got spanked eight nil today. Uh but before today's fixtures, they are Trafford. From Burnley, Fodringham for Sheffield United, and Kaminsky from Luton. Yep. Because in some way, shape, or form, they've all exceeded expectations. They've kept the score down. Yeah. And also, it's been quite difficult to pick a standout player from them. The rest of the from the rest of the teams. Part uh, Luton, I think maybe uh, Alfie Doughty um, was in with a shot. And also Kyle and Morris. But when you're looking at a straw forward, you have to go by goals first. Yeah. Uh, in defence, it's so there's two picks here where I was really struggling for the teams just on who to pick. Okay. Um, so these guys will be on the bench, uh, but Max Aaron's from Bournemouth because he's not really put a foot wrong, even in defeats. And I needed another fullback. Yeah. Uh, Diogo Dalot from Man United uh, for the same reason. Uh, my other fullback, because I decided to go three fullbacks, three centre backs, is uh, Purvis Stupman from Brighton because he's had a fantastic season so far. And my three centre backs are Issa Diop from Fulham because Fulham have actually got the joint most clean sheets in the league uh, with three. And that's including uh, yesterday's fixture. Yeah. Uh, Thiago Silva, because he's, even at his age, is still a, a you know, good rocker. Yes, still one of the best. And Sven Bottom from Newcastle. So that's our defenders. And midfielders, again, I've gone three central midfielders, three more wide men. Uh, so my wide men are Pedro Neto from, uh, from Wolves, because he's come in, admittedly, you know, not been there from the, from day one, but he's still, I think, the joint highest uh, assist maker in the Premier League. I think you're right, yeah. I saw on FPL some uh, earlier. Uh, Musa Diaby from Villa, because he's come in and, and had a storm so far, scoring and assisting and just generally playing very well. And uh, Bakayo Saka from Arsenal, because, of course, he's always in these teams. Yes. Uh, central midfield-wise, I had to pick an Everton player, so I had to go with the guy who's given them the lead uh, twice this season when they've led, which is Abdullah Dukuri. I'm also a big fan of him in central midfield. He's, he's, he's just a bit of a destroyer, a bit of a blood and thunder player. Uh, James Ward-Prowse from West Ham. Again, another signing who's made a fantastic impact, goals and assists, and just generally just all around box to box brilliance. Yeah, and a personal favourite of mine, who I'm, I'm sure will come to no surprise for anybody who's listened to this from Tottenham, Papesar. <laughs> it absolutely had to be Papesar. I'm a big fan of him over what I've seen this season. Uh, that again, that is pretty pretty biased. Yeah, but it's my team, so follow. Fair enough. Uh, 
up front, we're going by sheer number of goals scored, uh, which means that I'll, I'll go sort of in reverse order. So from Nottingham Forest, Tawo Awonyi, he's had a fantastic run. Not scored in the last game or two, but he's still think got uh, got four goals this season. Uh, Brian Burmo from uh, from Brentford, again been a little bit dry in the last couple of games, but still bagged a few. Uh, Odson Edward, four goals for Crystal Palace. Yeah in six games, which is outstanding, especially for a team that traditionally struggle to score. Uh, from Liverpool, it's the man himself, just for the sheer numbers of goals and assists combined. It's Mo Salah as one of my forwards. And from Manchester City, it had to be Erling Haaland because he scored eight goals in six games and people are still saying he's having a shit time with it. Yeah. Bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> um, it's crackers. That's a decent... That's a decent uh... As a decent combination, nobody. Yeah, and it's something that I plan to. I want to keep note of these um, because this is after sort of game week five and six, and my plan was to revisit it around about Christmas time. Yep. And then again in the international break that normally comes around about March, because the October one would be a bit too soon. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so we do it around March, and then again at the end of the season, so we can sort of compare and contrast who's in, who's out. Um, if there's been any stalwarts like Saka's been all of the team week so far and, and things like that, and yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it develops over the season. Absolutely, absolutely awesome, Dan. Thank you very much for that. We will be back next week where we're going to look at the uh, the, the week's football again. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, check Connor out, Connor's footy. Check Dan out. Yeah, I'm at Dan Griffin Twenty One, and if you want to hear more of me talking about stuff. Check out Unbooking the Territory at UTT Podcast. Uh, we've got side projects as well, many and varied, that you can find through that account. And I'm also on this very network, on the SJP World Media Network. Uh, I'm on the Doctor Who pod with Sai at the Doctor Who pod for any sci-fi fans. Absolutely. Uh, follow me at the Matt Tech UK. Follow the show at the Volley Show and the network at SJP World Media. We'll be back next week. Uh, on behalf of us all, uh, that's full time. We're out of here. Bye-bye.